The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, everyone. (laughs) Wow, I just, uh, I'm so, I'm kind of lost my words here because I I love that intro. If you guys aren't catching the the pre-show, I'm trying to find different things, but that one just has a special place for me. Uh, S.M. Lockridge, that's my king. If you haven't heard it, pick it up on YouTube, or I'll throw it in the. Uh, that's the that's the longer version. Uh, pick it up on YouTube, listen to it. It will it will make your day. It'll start your day out right, reminding you who the King of Kings of and the Lord of Lords and the Prince of Princes and the Governor of Governors is. And uh, boy, it'll set you on the right track every morning. So do that. Uh, good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. And we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us uh, this morning. Thank you for the happy anniversary wishes uh, from everybody. We appreciate that very much. And uh, yeah, we were snowed in and. Um, 
didn't get to go out, but we had some great hamburgers okay, <laughs> uh, around the table, and it was it was fantastic. If you'd like to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com, also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll on the right side of the page, click on the second video down. You can blow that up on your device. Click on the Rumble that'll be in the bottom right-hand corner. Join us in the chat over there. we got lots of friends across all the video platforms, uh, including BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and also Roku, if you're on that, if you got one of those, uh, Cutting Edge TV, we're on over there. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can catch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern. And then once that, once 3 o'clock hits, then uh, you've got him for two hours today. You can watch him live right there in that little spot there on sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then right above that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. You get one email from us a day, and that is uh, includes the morning show archive. So all we're going to talk about today, everything we're going to point out, is going to be in there. So if you've got questions about, hey, where can I get that? Where can I watch that video? Where can I do this and that and the other? It's going to be in the Morning Show Archive. It'll be under the same title as if you're on a video platform. It'll be the same title there. If not, then it'll look for uh, Nazi Germany 2.0 in the U.S., and uh, you'll be able to find it on SonsLibertyMedia.com later on this morning. If you'd like to help us, there's a donate button at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com. You agree with their message. You want to put us out there so we can do it more. Uh, there, You can make a one-time donation there. You can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And then our store is available also this week. We're highlighting... Bradley's book, Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do, and uh, normally that's $11. You can get 10% off of that through midnight tonight. This is Saturday night, the 22nd of January. You can get 10% off if you use the promo code ROCKS. I'll make it real easy for you. Promo code ROCKS, you get 10% off. It's great. All right, real quickly before we bring Kate on, because this is a pretty big deal. I spent some time yesterday watching uh, several videos and um, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at this, considering where we've gone with everything and considering especially what we talked about yesterday uh, concerning abortion. This country has allowed abortion for five decades. Millions of American babies have been killed, murdered, and for you know a couple hundred dollars a pop. It's not even, it's not even an afterthought. And we have serial murderers uh, dressed up as doctors, dressed up as nurses, who are you know, continuing on the streets after murdering these children. I mean, that's what they're doing. And it shouldn't surprise us then that they put us into an experiment that is unlawful, it's against the law, and that it's killing the children who are born and unborn. And so we're going to get to that in just a minute. But real quickly, if you didn't see that show, it's on sonsoflibertymedia.com. It's uh, when abortion is allowed, when mom makes the choice, you encourage it when she doesn't, which is the shots, okay? Here's something else from SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Finally, a criminal complaint filed in Texas alleging murder and crimes against humanity. This is concerning the COVID shots. We've got it now here in the state. Somebody has finally put it forward, and we're going to see a lot more of this. There's no doubt in my mind we're going to see a lot more of this, and if they don't get justice, I'm telling you, some people are going to go find justice themselves. So it would be best that the courts render justice in this to keep it from getting out of hand, because it will get out of hand real quick if it's not done. Another one from SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Mockingbird Media reports that the angel of death, Fauci, is baffled that Americans don't want experimental COVID gene therapy. Hmm. I wonder why. 
probably because some people are actually getting off their duff and not watching the Mockingbird media, not listening to the lying politicians, and they're actually digging for themselves to find out the information, which hasn't totally been obliterated. There are plenty of sites out there uh, that are giving you the information about what these shots are doing to people, and they're warning them, and they're warning them of what's to come. The worst of it isn't even here yet, guys, all right? Uh, also, SonsLibertyMedia.com, two reports on what happened in New York, those arrests there. This is from Bradley. New Yorkers arrested for not having a vaccine passport. Vaccine passports are not constitutional. So who then is breaking the law? Mm-hmm. The agents of the state. You know, the cops that everybody wants to hold up as some kind of idol. Yeah, they're breaking the state and so are the politicians behind them. And then Matt Agaris follows that up. Mother, child, and others kidnapped by New York Nazis for visiting public museum without vax passport. Same thing. You can see the video there. Um, at sonsoflibertymedia.com of what was going on if you haven't seen that. Then also, uh, yesterday we reported an MIT doctor prescribed ivermectin to treat her patient. She was stripped of her license and forced to undergo psych evaluation. And tell me this isn't, this, this is the same playbook right out of Nazi Germany. It's the same playbook, all right? And then finally, uh, Suzanne Hamner had this one. Uh, China continues to buy U.S. farmland, and H.R. 4356, you know, they put it up as though it's supposed to help something, it's supposed to stop all this stuff. It's a feeble attempt to prohibit it. So I want you guys to be aware of it, that your enemies are invading in, at a certain level. They're coming in and taking our land. Do you understand that? How, let me ask you something. How, how, many, how much land do Americans have in China? How many? How much land do Americans have in Russia, I, or any? You know, a lot of these countries. How much land do they have like this? Especially when you get to farmland and stuff. How, how many of you have heard of Americans buying up foreign land? They don't allow it for the most part. I mean, maybe you can get a house or something like that if you're you're traveling about and maybe you're some affluent person and you can afford that. But overall, they don't allow that kind of stuff. Why are we allowing it? We know that communist China takes everything from their people. It all really belongs to their government. Okay, So I, I want to ask that question, but today we're going to be talking about uh, some, a report that came out here recently, and Kate's got some other information that she's going to share with us uh, concerning the fact that there are COVID, there are alleged COVID pay. I hate even use these terms because just some of the, the confusion that comes with it. But alleged COVID patients, even those who have been given the shot, are going in the hospital, they're putting them on ventilators, then they're telling the, the families they've, they've died, they're brain dead or whatever, but their heart's still beating. We're going to let Kate kind of explain some of this. And then they're harvesting their organs in one of the most inhumane ways you can do. The, the people are basically, well, let me let Kate tell you because she, I don't want to mess it up. I want her to do that. Good morning, Kate. How are you? Hi, good morning. And Dave would like to also say good morning. Hi, fat Dave. Dave. <laughs> he's a star. He's ready. He's actually looking. At, look, he's looking after the pen. Yes. <laughs> as long as he doesn't pee on it. He, he's uh, oh, he's great. He he literally comes and sits here. He knows you're on. Um. Well, well. First of all, it was uh, a nurse who has come out who works, I believe, in like a records department. And she's noticed that they are, I think she quoted in America that um, that one human body is worth about $67 million and a heart is worth about $1.5 million or thereabouts. There might be a few cents out. But, um, you know, we criticize China 
for this organ harvesting. But what people need to realise is this is nothing new, nothing new at all. And it's just a bit, it was a bit coincidental that last week um, I had a conversation with someone who's really quite um, high profile in this and well-connected, and I'm not going to give her name out, but she used to be an um, intensive care nurse in a pediatric intensive care unit in Canada. And I believe it was Canada. And I know this because of my years. Uh, I worked in theatres in my early 20s. And she was talking about how they keep the kids on the ventilators and how they come out with this repertoire uh, to the relatives and they tell them how they're brain dead and how they can live on. And, and it's, I've heard this same repertoire here. It doesn't change. And so th- this is nothing new. But what is interesting in the UK is on the 20, I believe it was the 22nd of May, 2020. Isn't that interesting that 2020 was the year that they pressed the red button, DEFCON 1. Um, and that was the year in the UK that everyone became an organ donor unless you chose to opt out. And you can go online. And if you just put in a search engine, opt out of being an organ donor or opt out of donor, it will come up with this form for you to fill in. And then they do send you a letter. I've got fat Dave's hair all over me. Um, so, but also remember that you, we should all really as adults have powers of attorney and not just next of kin. It's very different. And we should always make sure that we have that. So this is nothing new, but it is interesting that they all came in last year that we're all organ donors in the UK. And I just want to go back to something because um, this uh, in the 1920s, there was, I believe he was a doctor, contacted an American uh, medical publication to alert America on what was going on in Germany in the 1920s. Um, where they were taking the organs and transplanting them into other people. And this was before Hitler came in. I believe Hitler came in around about the 1930, 1933, and he was elected in. And then we saw um, the whole thing that's written in history, whether that's correct. I'm not even going to get into that. But then we saw Operation Paperclip, and those that were carrying out heinous experiments were then spirited out of the country. They didn't even stand trial. And those very doctors went to work for the pharma companies like Bayer, IG Farben. Some of them went to South America. Some of them went to America. And this carried on. So this it's like a eugenics program. So um, just going back, it was Christian Bernard who did the very first heart transplant in 1967. And then there was a second um, heart transplant that took place in Brooklyn, New York, uh, where they took a three-day-old baby's beating heart out of its body and they transplanted it into an 18-day baby's body. And both those babies died. And what they had to do then was they, they had to come up with making it legal. So there was a committee sat at Harvard and they invented the phrase brain dead. And it simply... It is simply not true. It's it's a massive lie. You cannot have a beating heart and be brain dead, just like you can't take organs from a dead person, a corpse, a cadaver, and, and transplant them into someone else. And just bringing in a bit of scripture here from Proverbs 4, 23 and 24, keep thy heart with all due diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And um, 
it, it, this is all tied in. Now, I myself got into a lot of trouble with the good old NMC, the Nursing and Midwifery Council, taken over by the government in 2001. I have no desire to be back on that register. For me, that's like um, escaping from a, a murder chamber and then knocking on the door saying, please let me back in. I'd like to work for you again. No, thank you. But the brain dead, when they came up with the phrase brain dead, there were no studies done. There were no animal studies done and no human studies done. How can that be? It's this whole thing again, this word of mouth lie. So what they did was they had nine patients and two of them still showed brainwaves. Two of them still show brainwaves. Now, there is a case in London, uh, sorry, in, in the south of England here, and I can't say the child's name. I don't believe I should. Um, what would be interesting, Tim, is if you get Graham Moron, who is now head of the uh, English Constitution Party. I was discussing it with you yesterday, a new political party. I'm speaking at their rally next Saturday because he has campaigned for this child who had uh, an infection and she's on a ventilator. She's a little girl. She's under 10 years old. I believe it started when she was four or five years old. And she sits on her mother's lap with a ventilator and she's pointing to things. And yet they're saying she's brain dead and they want to turn off the ventilator. Now, uh, now these donors, they like donors ideally to be between about 17 and 30 years old, but children make excellent donors as well. So going back, they concluded after this where they took nine patients and only two had brainwaves. They concluded that there's no brain scan required. No brain scan is required to say these patients are brain dead. They don't need this EEG. And, and so what they, they look at is they, um, they do it a different way where they have taken notes on this. Um, they test for eye and ear reflexes. We have about 14 reflexes, but they only test for six of them. Only six of them. And they do the apnea test and nobody should ever have an apnea test where they take you off the ventilator for 10 minutes to see if you can breathe for yourself. Well, then you become really acidic and, and other things happen. No one should have an apnea test. So going back, they, they've concluded that you don't need... Uh, this brain scan. And we talk about being conscious or unconscious. It doesn't mean when you're unconscious that your consciousness doesn't exist. You're just not displaying your consciousness. And that doesn't mean that you don't feel pain. It just means you can't display it. And that's where you've had people having operations and they're just paralyzed. Uh, they can feel it all going on and hear it all, but they can't respond. But we do know... Um, that a patient who's paralyzed can feel pain because what you see is you'll see the blood pressure go up. You'll see the heart rate go up. And these are all responses to pains where your adrenals are stimulated, you're secreting adrenaline and cortisol. They're your fright and flight hormones. So where they're saying, you know, you can't feel it, you've got to remember these patients that are then tagged as brain dead and used for organ harvest they're not anaesthetized. They're just paralyzed. They're paralyzed. People need to get this in their heads. I myself, I am against both organ donor and organ recipient. I wouldn't have it for myself. And you have to take Amen. lots and lots of drugs so that you don't um, reject these. And I've seen patients where they then die of cancer, um, 
and and you have you have a organ organ uh, grades of um, donor organs grade A or grade B, and grade B will be from diseased bodies, um, other patients. They're given to other diseased patients, but. What do we see now? I'd really like to know because this nurse who gave a testimony on the Stu Peter show said these are unvaccinated people that are being put onto ventilators, that they're not being given nebulizers. They're not being given uh, treatments that have been shown in patients to have positive outcomes like antibiotics, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, um, along um, with uh, these patients being profuse uh, adequately with oxygen so they're not giving those they're giving this remdesivir and putting them on ventilators as soon as you ventilate someone then you run the risk of vent pneumonia anyway so doctors aren't using their own skill here they're following policies from the top so it's like these patients and they are and they do get earmarked now this particular nurse who works as a PA for somebody very well known we were talking about this about what we'd seen and I remembered a patient when I was in my early 20s. I had to go and collect her. She came down with an ethotist. And she came down on the bed. She was in her very early 40s and she'd had this um, brain hemorrhage. So I told that this is incompatible with life. But there has been shown time and time again, uh, one uh, Christian neonatal consultant, and he fights for patients to not be used as organ donors. And in America, I believe that they have a very high rate of organ donors that come from drug overdoses. Now, if you remember, the top three causes of death in the UK and in America are uh, heart disease, cancer and pharmaceutical drugs. So you would have to include in that all of your accidental overdoses. So if you've got a patient coming in, they'll be earmarked. Now, the, the brain takes quite a long time to heal. And they say up to two years, even when you've had a stroke. And with children, it's very different their brains are very different premature babies are born with very smooth brains and as they get older they get all these little convolutions and sulkies in which is what gives the brain a large surface area so there's you know there's a lot of these people that are being earmarked and given death certificates and they're on ventilators that could recover and have recovered when people have fought for them now this little girl in london they were going to terminate her life um, they fought, and Graham Moore fought for this, and they've now got an injunction so that they can't turn off this ventilator. So is her brain going to have time to recover? And this is what's been shown to happen time and time again. Kate, so going back to... Kate, yeah. let me interject something. I, just, I, I don't want to take you off here, but you know, we just had... You're, you're talking about these transplants and organ... You know, when I was younger, I was an organ donor. I was a blood donor because I thought, well, I, I'm going to help somebody with that. That was my mentality. I was going to do that. And then, you know, the more you look at Scripture, the more you look at, at things like the life of the flesh is in the blood. Of course, they know that you can't take a certain blood type and put it in another person's body who doesn't have that blood type. So we know certain things just don't work at all. And then, you know, we went to, you were mentioning the heart transplants. I remember the guy who got the first, you know, it was kind of a mechanical heart. It wasn't, you know, somebody else's heart. It was a mechanical heart. And that guy didn't last too long. And then here recently, I don't know who saw this. We've got the first guy who gets a pig heart transplant. I mean, how in the world? And and we've done we've done stories where they grow uh, human kidneys. They attach them to mice. They grow the human kidneys, and then they take them off the mice and they put them into humans. This is so perverted. 
And so it's uh, it's unethical. It's, uh, it's this is what you have that leads you on to that you know the study of of life is biology, and then you have ethics, and they have this bioethics. They're a complete dichotomy. Yep. They're a dichotomy yep. because what you're talking about is totally unethical. It's unethical. And, um, you know, I have my own and my own thing about that. You know, I've been a, a Christian for several years now. When I had cancer, um, I had this reconstruction. And I, I remember asking at the time, I was quite concerned that they use calf tissue that all the blood vessels, everything is taken out of it. It's just tissue to to use as a, a support in reconstruction and in many surgeries. And then after I'd had this, uh, and a few years later, I became really concerned, especially when I became a Christian. And I said, I, I need this to be taken out. And he said, it's not possible now. It would have absorbed into your own tissue. And, you know, I, I have fat Dave's on my laptop now. Um, so I've, um, you know, I've, uh, he's lying all over the keys. Um, so I've now, um, you know, thought about this and sorry, I've lost you, Tim. Now I can't even see you because of fat Dave. Okay. Uh, that's okay. Um, that's okay. You're on the right track though. I think where the creator has oh, given yeah, us instruction see, yeah. so, and so, he's even sorry. told us, he's even told us, you know, I think there's a principle there in the old Testament um, you know, we quote out of Leviticus not to to mix seeds, not to mix fabrics and stuff. I think there's a there's a principle there that we're not to be this reiterated in the New Testament that we're not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Well, what about these kinds of things? If God, here's the question I have: If God tells us that if a woman stands before a beast to mate with it, that's an abomination. They're they're both to be killed. Well, how much more if you're taking something out of a beast and putting it in your body? I mean, and I know people do it out of ignorance. I, I know they do it out of ignorance. But my goodness, what is that when they knowingly do it? Not when it's a thing like yours coming in an after effect. I'm not trying to excuse something. I'm just saying, you know, you no, don't know I, what you're listen, doing. I, I, I've cried over that. Yeah. I, you know, I'll stand in judgment for that. Ignorance is no excuse. Yeah. I, I, I instinctively, I felt uncomfortable about it at the time. So, and, and, and also, you know, just digressing, it was much later, not, sorry, not much later that I discovered with three studies that had I done everything on the menu that they gave me, surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, it made no difference to my survival rates. It just gave me longer to be cancer-free. So I was completely duped. Um, so, it, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not judging anyone. I'm judging myself. And I will ultimately be judged by my creator. But I'm just giving you these things, you know, these bioethics, uh, moral and ethical. They're Greek and Latin. They're similar words. Is it moral? Is it, is it ethical? Is it right to take the organs from a young person so your person can live a few years more when that person has been shown to recover and they're earmarked very early on? This is what myself and this other nurse was, were talking about. Um, they're earmarked very, very early on. And the whole treatment plan is different. 
So when you're told or your relative is brain dead, you know, they're going to help so many people. There, it's this repertoire. It's almost like, I know I'm going to get hell for saying this because when I even put it on my Facebook page and my group page, this same group of nurses came out ranting on about it. If it were your loved one, no, actually, if it were my loved one, my stance would be exactly the same. And uh, well, your, your you stance know, this is where they just stop it. You know, Kate, your stance. It, it, my stance is from educating myself. This yeah. is from ignorance. <clears throat> your it's sta- ignorance. But they your, don't sta- know. your stance would be to actually help them recover with what we're what we're yes. terming as creation based medicine. What are you putting into your body? Let's put this into your body. Let's get these things in there that God has created, and He says is good for food. I mean, Genesis one. Read it, folks. He says it's good for food, and. Put those things in. That's what you learned even after the fact of what you're doing. You know, we're talking about the ignorance part. You know, Jesus on the cross said, Father, forgive them. Why? Because they know not what they do. For had they known, the scripture goes on to say, not Jesus' words, although it's the word of God, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So their ignorance, yeah, is no excuse But yet, I think there is a way in which people understand, okay, I was ignorant of that. Now I've been informed. Am I going to continue on in willful ignorance and just ignore what I've been given? Or am I going to repent and am I going to do what I should be doing? And I think this applies to this area, too. I think... As as a Christian, I you know I was brought up oh well the, you know we would pray God give the doctors wisdom blah 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 you know and do and I do pray for that when there's a catastrophic kind of event, but when when it's an issue that is something that that we have failed to take care of of our own temple um, by what we've eaten what we've done whatever the case may be, then it's an issue of we have to repent of that in order to straighten it out. Otherwise, we're going to them and we're engaging in the pharmacia. We're engaging in the sorcery. That's what we're doing, folks. I mean, I don't know how to say it any other way. And and then the people will say, well, I'm trusting God in that. Well, if you're trusting God in that, why are you doing things that are not compatible that you see within Scripture that says you do these things here and you will be well. I mean, Jesus, God said to the people of Israel, I put before you life and death. Choose life. Choose life. And among that was certain things to eat and certain things not to eat. And, you know, I've been guilty of those things, too. Occasionally I have some of those snacks. I've, I've, boy, since you told me to stay off bread, you, you, do you know what it's like to eat a hamburger without any bread on it? Ugh. Chocolate. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't, I'm not a big chocolate fan. But the point is, is that, you know, we all have to take all these things in and of ourselves, and we've got to to do what's right. And uh, some people say, "Oh, well, you're being legalistic." No, I'm just I just point you back to the scripture. You know, you can do it or not do it. God says, you know, there's if you can you can eat these things. Paul says, "Don't ask if it's to an idol for your conscience' sake." He says, "You can eat meat." He says, "You can do that." But the fact of the matter is, what what was laid out from the beginning, and Jesus always went back to the beginning, even on the issue of marriage. He he didn't say. Well, you know, Moses gave you this. He did say that, but he says, but from the beginning, it wasn't so. And so I think there's a lot to be learned from that. Um, and I'm in the process of learning. You're helping me with some of that uh, in, in seeing that more clearly. And um, so, yeah, I, I think that, that we have to, to grasp what God has instructed us on and then, and then work our way through it. And again, I'm not one who says don't eat meat or something like that because the Bible's clearly not against that. Uh, it says in several places that we can, but I think there's a thing of, even when we look in other countries, Kate, like if you go to Italy or something, 
they might have a little meat with something, but but it's basically they're doing pastas and tomato sauce and stuff. And if they have a little meat, it's little. It's very little. It's not like the hamburgers we had last night. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really interesting. Look, yeah. you know, the half a cow on your plate, protein. Uh, people are, you know, okay, f- following protein. And you ha- you talk about Dr. Berg. People don't do even the keto diet correctly. You're having half a cow on your plate and no greens. Now, what happens when, when you eat protein? Every bit of food you eat is, is used for energy. So it has to be converted into glycogen to be used as energy or stored of fat. The amine portion of protein, that can't happen. So it has to be got rid of by the body as the byproduct of metabolism, which is creatinine and urea. So the kidneys have to get rid of that. So if you're eating a lot of it, the kidneys are working very hard. And to keep the body in homeostasis, to keep it in, in the way it should be, running smoothly, everything as it should be, then they have to let go of potassium. So then you have too much sodium in each of the cells and they become waterlogged. Then you can't generate energy with Sugar in the presence of oxygen generates energy. You can't do that. So now the heart's pumping even harder. And this is what you ultimately see. Down the line, you start to see old and new ones, um, problems cropping up, health issues. Now, I, I know a young girl the same age as my twins, and they don't know why, but she ended up with one of her kidneys damaged, and they didn't know that she'd had any urine infection they could find. They had to remove her kidney when she was about nine years old. And then they put her on long-term antibiotics. And now she's got one kidney that's damaged. She's 21 and she's got high blood pressure. Well, she will have. And she's on all these drugs and, and this high blood pressure. This is not a good outcome. And no one has told this family that she would fare far better on a 100% plant-based diet. Nobody's telling her that. The hospital, the allopaths, who were known as the quacks, they're telling her it doesn't matter. And this is a family that eats meat at two meals a day. It's, it's crazy. It's madness. They won't listen to me. Actually, they don't talk to me anymore. After all those years, her mother and I were friends from when we were 13. But, but they're COVID-centric and I'm not. So that was the end of that. Um, but we've all got stories to tell like that. But this is terribly sad. And this is like, you know, even you read the China study, all the different heart issues are very well controlled and recede those heart problems with a plant-based diet. And if, if a plant-based diet were wrong, that would mean all the work of uh, Dr. Eret, who uh, reversed his, I think it was Bright's disease, completely reversed in open clinics everywhere. And he talked about this mucus in, in the body. And Dr. Gerson, Dr. Gerson's diet wouldn't have been so successful in all diseases. Um, and Dr. Gerson in his studies noticed that when he gave one egg, the tumors began to grow. Uh, and he also showed, um, uh, I think it was, um, uh, oh, I've gone out of my head a minute, but it, um, there was a study done um, where, which showed that when you increased animal protein, the T lymphocytes required to kill tumors, uh, uh, funguses um, went down. Whereas when you restricted animal protein, those T lymphocytes rose. So, these were all studies that were done. And so when I, you know, I, I hear people eating lots and lots of meat, they ultimately, they start to get problems again. They start, this is what you see with prostate cancer, high meat, high alcohol, you know, they start to get prostate problems. 
and you will initially, this was where um, Dr. Atkins, they did see great results at first when they stuck to his diet of weight loss. Um, and their initial but long-term was, was an issue. Long-term is an issue because of what I'm saying about, and you find these patients will typically pee a lot because they're trying to get rid of this urea and creatinine and they're letting go of potassium. So you start to see um, gut issues. All disease begins in the, in the gut and you start to see that. Um, but, you know, when you, when you go on to um, like that, this, this young girl I was talking about ultimately then will require possibly, I hope not, but a kidney transplant. Now, do, um, Pastor McLeod, who was a musician and suffered, he's American, he's an artist. He's sorry, he's British, he lives in America. Pastor Casper McLeod, you can find him on, he's got a little YouTube channel as well, Close Encounters, an amazing artist, both musical and a painter, uh, um, good friends with Dr. Tempenny. He had atrial fibrillation and he collapsed on stage. He was on lots of medication, he'd had it for years. And he went into full-blown cardiac arrest. Two nurses came out of the audience, began to give him a cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Then a pastor came out of the audience and began to give him the last rites. He came to, and his atrial fibrillation is completely gone. And he's now a pastor. But, um, you know, we often talk about diet and disease. I do his show. So all of these things that we're talking about now, the eugenics, Organ transplant is a eugenics program. And, you know, Mark, Mark Steele and I talked about this, these Nightingale hospitals that were built in the UK to have all these patients who, who are going to be suffering from COVID-19 that are going to need ventilating. And we've moved away from these great big Nightingale wards. We have individual rooms. So it was very bizarre that they made these great big, almost aircraft hangers that looks like the set of the 1970s movie Coma with all these beds and ventilators and marks that there's no kitchens, there's nowhere for recovery. And actually one of the military, a nurse who worked on those contacted me and he works on um, his, his speciality is patients uh, in the military that have been hit with biochemical weapons. And even he said it made no sense to build these great big hangars. Well, they've stood empty, and, and, but they've kept them. They've kept them going, why? What are they going to use them for? Because we know that the great, greatest organ owners are 17, 18 to 30. They don't need old hags like me, um, slightly younger hags like you, Tim. But also I've had cancer. <laughs> Never been called a hag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so we wouldn't make the best organ donors, but they do. They do use very old people. Sure. They'll take the organs off anyone. And, you know, they're using in these COVID injections – they're culturing it in human kidney embryonic cells, retinal cells. And we know that they've got the diploid cells from uh, MRC5, a male aborted fetus, WI38, a female aborted fetus. This is, it's eugenics all the way through, all the way through. Just add a little thing in. I was at the uh, London Oncology Clinic uh, and there was a wonderful phlebotomist there who was taking my blood. I won't see where she was from because um, that would narrow it down. She was telling me, uh, that she is just seeing a massive increase in patients that have been injected who now have autoimmune diseases or who had them autoimmune diseases that have now exploded and they're all injected. This is what I've been saying all along. Okay, so, 
Can can I interrupt here? I, I've got this video. This came out after the one that you were referencing with Stu Peters, and we'll have that one linked in the ar- archive too. This one runs about seven minutes or so, maybe eight minutes, something like that. But people are probably saying, well, why would these people do all this? Why would they do it? The Bible says that not money is the root of all, but the love of money is the root of all of evil. And let me just play this. I want to get your thoughts after this on what we've talked about. This is from a Stu Peters, and this is also from a whistleblower. And take a listen to what's going on here. Okay, so we've heard the horror stories from Mercy Hospital. We've heard about how patients are dying from bad drugs and from bad protocols and from malnourishment and the hostility that nurses and doctors have towards unvaccinated people. But why is all of that happening? For that, we're joined by Dr. Lee Leet, who has the details on the incentives that hospitals have to just let patients die or worse, kill them intentionally. So just as this program, Dr. Vleet, is harder to find than, say, Hannity or Charlie Kirk or Ben Shapiro, the details that you're about to expose, the receipts, the proof is out there. It's just obfuscated and harder to find. Exactly. It's on the uh, CMS, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, website, and these are waivers issued by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and the CARES Act, which was implemented in 2020, but extended and expanded under the Biden administration, has all of these incentive payments well documented. This is not any, there's no speculation. It's all in the government documents. So how much are these doctors being paid to kill people like Scott Quiner? It's the hospital incentive payments, primarily. The doctors, not individually, other than their salary when they're employed by the hospital. Sure. Hospital administrators know that they will be paid extra for doing the PCR test and positive test results. A COVID diagnosis means admission to the hospital. On admission, there is an incentive payment. Use of remdesivir provides a 20% bonus payment from our government to the hospital on the entire hospital bill for that COVID patient. It's a bounty on people's lives, basically, to use remdesivir and prevent access to other medications such as hydroxychloroquine, even um, an ivermectin, and even budesonide is not being used when it could help reduce lung inflammation. Then the hospital gets an incentive payment for putting a patient on a ventilator. They get another incentive payment if the patient dies and is given a COVID diagnosis. The coroner gets extra money for a COVID diagnosis. An outpatient Doctors' medical practices are paid more under Medicare, Medicaid services based on a higher percentage of their patients being vaccinated. It's called um, value-based payments to a, a outpatient practice. So all the way across the line from the hospital administrators who are making millions of dollars on average, Tom Renz's team has calculated $100,000 minimum is the bonus paid to a hospital for every COVID patient that has the elements of COVID diagnosis, remdesivir, and ventilator, and a COVID cause of death. Unbelievable. So where do people find 
the proof of this because they're going to say, well, this is just this is this is crazy. There's no way that all of this is happening. I have put the links to the active source documents in my editorial Biden's bounty on your life hospital incentive payments for covid. I will send you the editorial with the active links and you can post it on your website. Yeah, we're going to do that. And also uh, truthforhealth.org, is it posted there as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it was documented um, with the attorneys and the patients and the physicians in our press conference on medical tyranny, hospital abuses. So when we said, way back when, when we were attacked by the media for calling this a money for murder scheme, we were absolutely right. That's exactly what's happening here. Hospital administrators are being paid serious cash to do PCR tests. Uh, this is why when you go in for you know a gunshot wound to the thigh, you're getting a PCR yep. test. This is why exactly. you crash your motorcycle and you go into the emergency department and you're getting a PCR test. Because suddenly you go in for a hangnail and the next thing you know, you're hooked up to a ventilator and your family is sending you off and you're dying. I mean, literally, that's how things are working. Is that an overstatement or is that really happening? No, it's not. In fact, we have patients that have contacted us in the emergency room and asked for our help. And they ended up, went in for an automobile accident, no respiratory symptoms whatsoever. What what our whistleblowers have found and this will be coming out in more detail in the setting of several lawsuits. But what they have found is that hospitals actually control the lab testing. They ramp up the cycle threshold on the PCR test. Unvaccinated people have tests that are run at 45 to 48 cycles. So 80 to 85 percent are positive falsely even in somebody with a car accident, no respiratory symptoms. Those who are vaccinated, are having a PCR test that's run at only 25 to 28 cycles, which makes it more reliable. So there's actual discrimination going on between vaccinated and unvaccinated on top of all of the incentive payments. We are fighting this battle with calls to our COVID care strategy team for the foundation. We're dealing with five or six hospitals every day, seven days a week, trying to help the patients get care. They're being denied, trying to find attorneys who will step up and work with us to do the legal side of the battle while we do the medical side of the battle. It is chilling what is going on in our hospitals and the public needs to wake up, do the things for early treatment and prevention that are on our Truth for Health Foundation website and stay out of the hospital. Yeah, and we're going to put those receipts as well at StuPeters.com. I'm, I'm out of time here. We're going to have you back because I want to go into a whole lot of detail. In those okay, all right. That's Stu Peters and uh, Dr. Lee. Like, what do you make out of that, Kate? I mean, it, I see you shaking your head all through it. It sounds like this is just a repeat of what we've seen throughout history with the hospitals, and it's all tied to making filthy lucre, as the Bible says it. Making money, you're either going to serve God are you going to serve mammon? You're not going to serve both. You're going to love the one or hate the other. What do you make out of that? Well, well, let's just name it what it is. Your body is worth money, 67 million, I believe it is in America. Your heart's worth 1.5 million. We, we can't criticize China for anything. We just do it here and put frills on it so no one notices. But you know, that when you see the dietitians, everything in a hospital is not geared to, to cure you. You can never say that anyway. You can't even say cure for cancer. You go to prison. 
uh, under the 1939 Cancer Act. They make you sick, keep you sick, treat you, kill you, and you pay for it. And that's the end of it. In a nutshell, that is it. These right at the very top of um, NHS England, they get paid a lot of money, a lot of money. They refer to patients as toilet roll. This is a quote, a direct quote from somebody who worked right at the top who told me this. And they say, you don't touch it. You pass it on. You pass it on. They, they don't care. So when you get, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I know that today there's lots of rallies in London and I wish them well and all the other cities and the nurses are laying their uniforms at Parliament. What are you fighting for here, folks? Are you fighting to keep this appalling service going? Because it is all about making money. And each of these departments, oncology, uh, cardiology, all of your different dermatology, everybody's an ology. They're only, they want money for their departments. So the more treatments they do, they can then put in an invoice and they get the funding for the following year. And so all of this cult of uh, Boris Johnson, stay home, protect the NHS. Why do we need to stay home to protect the NHS? Aren't they there to make us well? Well, that's what you think. But I hate to break it to people. Uh, no one is copying or envying the NHS, which is what's touted, that we're envied throughout the world. The NHS isn't envied throughout the world because it's not copied anywhere because we fail miserably in survival rates and everything else. So why do you want to prop up this system? And we're always told, um, you know, a privatised will be like America where you can go medically bankrupt. Well, no, if you look at Belgium and other countries, they do it much better than the UK and everyone gets healthcare. But it is about money. And that's what's happening here. And if you think about that, what you're saying about somebody that's had a motorbike accident, they're often young guys. They're young people. So when they come in uh, and they've had that and then they're doing a, a PCR test on them and then they're saying, oh, they've got COVID, then they end up on an event like you're saying. Um, and then what happens to them? Oh, they've died of COVID. Um, you know, I wonder about this young young doctor that I knew, young young woman. I knew her from when she was at school. And my daughter was telling me the other day, well, she died before, she didn't die of the injection, mummy. It was before she got COVID. She was a junior doctor in London. So what really happened to her? And I'll never really know. I can't approach the family. Um, it's devastating, but she died. So would she have been given any of these treatments? Probably not. So when you talk about, you know, they're ramping up. The PCR is not a diagnostic. It never was. But they're ramping up the cycles to show the non-vax as, as uh, positive. So, so what's the point? So you're getting money for that, money for, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. It's a money-making spin. All these gangsters in parliament, all their mates have all invested in the companies that are making all these tools of deception that they need for this uh, pandemic, scamdemic. Even the, ba the banks are printing uh, pandemic bonds and vaccine bonds. It's always about money. So if you talk about, you know, I don't want to go rampaging through the street shouting freedom no we are slaves but now we see it now they've taken our hoods off our heads and we can see that we're slaves so do we fight to stay within our slavery or do we actually want a completely different system you can't fight and try and mend this filthy amen amen that's exactly right devil worshipped cult nhs what you need to do is start again. All of these diseases that they say we have are avoidable and they are reversible. 
but not with your poison pill. But what it is, again, it's about you, the, the human, you, the person, taking responsibility for your own life. That includes your own health. And any children that you're given as gifts from God, you should be advocating for them, not feeding them all the crap of the day, including fluoride water, including watching the TV, giving them an iPad, because that in itself holding this, streaming it straight through your body, filling your kids with all this garbage food, and then taking them to the quack for a quack scene or a tablet, a drug to make them better. So what you can, you know, even... Even, you know, the simple things like giving them giving them something to reduce their temperature. Okay, you don't want a really high temperature, but it, it takes a lot of hard work when your kid's vomiting because it's got a high temperature, which is normal. It's building its immunity. You strip them off. You give them a cold drink. You give them an ice lolly. Um, you, you keep feeding them the fluids. It used to be thought you didn't feed them. Now you can. They won't vomit all of it up. They'll only vomit a bit of it up. I've even walked my kids around my garden with their, their vest on with an umbrella with the snow to cool them down. You don't tepid sponge them. You don't do that. Um, but you can reduce their temperature by giving them cool fluids and just nursing them. No, you don't want to do that. They want to give them, give them a, um, you know, some, um, I don't know whether it is in America here. It used to be ibuprofen and um, Calpol. And that's what they give them. We used to piggyback it, give one, then three hours later, the other one. So, I've, I've been watching this series on Netflix. I don't watch TV, but my sister gave me her login details. I've got it on my phone. And I've been watching this uh, drama called Charité about a hospital in Germany. And I watched the, the one that was set in Germany during the war. Please go watch it. It's actually based on life events. They even did euthanasia. They're on their own soldiers. The whole brain dead, an organ donor, was to get rid of those who weren't going to recover and enough to contribute back into the system. They didn't want them that were just draining the system. And what was the so name of that were, again? What was the name of that series again? Charite. Charite. C-H-A-R-I-T-E. And it's got the little strike above the E. Now I've been watching the series that was the one before it, set in the early 1900s when they started trying to invent the tuberculosis vaccine. And it's got lots of real uh, history in it. I love watching it because there's little bits coming out of what they used to do before pharmacia came yep. in. Yep. Uh, you know, they, the menthol inhalers, we even used them with the menthol crystals. Kate, They were Kate, called the we're, we're, inhaler. We're, we're running out of time here. Do you need to stay over to, to share some other things or do you want to close out here? I, I can stay over five. I can stay over. Okay. Just, well, I'll just, uh, no, I can close out. I was just saying, please okay. go watch it. Because a lot of these yep. old things like menthol crystals in a bowl of water, putting your head over it with a towel, clears your airways. Yep. You don't need to take all these drugs. That's right. That's right. Kate Shimrani, thank you so much. Every week bringing us new information, good information to help ourselves. Um, and uh, so we appreciate you as always. Guys, catch Bradley at 3, 2 hours today. Have a great weekend. Great Lord's Day. We'll talk to you at 6 a.m. in the morning. Monday, Carrie Madej will be with us. See ya.